0: Bud Light Seltzer's 5% alcohol, 100 calories, and it comes in four flavors. There's strawberry, lemon, lime, mango, and my go-to, black cherry. They're all super refreshing and perfect when I want something with a little more kick than just sparkling water. You know what I'm saying? Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. You're now listening to The Jillian Michaels Show. All right, finishing my last bite of lunch because we're out of our mind today. <laughs> I'm out of my mind. Sorry, everyone Me else too. here is normal. Um, Andy's in the studio Yay! today. Yep. Um, I'm just gonna hit you guys with this one. Okay. okay. Have you ever tried to prevent somebody from making a mistake? is that a trick question? A loved one, family member, a friend. Yes. Yeah. Has it ever worked? No. no. <laughs> but if they would have just listened to me, it doesn't work, man. I, and I, I bring this up and I love, I mean, I love, obviously she's my little sister. I love my little sister, but this to me is like something that I am having the hardest time processing. So my little sister, who's a quote academic loves school. School is my gym, right? This is what she says to me. And she's very smart. She's
1: straight A
0: student. Although the college she chose had no grades. So she chooses Sarah Lawrence, the most expensive school in the country, right? Yep. Now, I agreed to pay it because it was like her dream to go to an Ivy League school. And I was like, you know what? This kid worked her butt off. And she ended up, I said to her, I was like, listen, for every drop of financial grants, not debt, grants or aid that you get given, I will pay you a third of that. So I was like trying to motivate her. Like if you get a $20,000 grant, I'll give you whatever $7,000, $6,500 um, to live off of, et cetera. And I, I paid for her and she did. She got grants and I paid for her, her whole bachelor's degree. We get all the way through. You've missed this. Lucky you, Autumn. Oh, no. The witnessed it. We get all the way through. She graduates from Sarah Lawrence and says, I need my master's degree. And I go, "Well." Okay. And she's like, well, you don't understand. And you know what? I don't. I'm Hello. You're talking to a college dropout, right? So and I understand the importance of education, but I was like, well, are you going to be a doctor? No. Are you going to be a lawyer? No. Are you going to get your, your business, you know, degree, a degree in business? No. And I was like, well, okay. And I'm like, but maybe you should do some homework here because I think in some cases, You know, depending on the field you're going into, people are going to hire the person with more experience. And while you are in school, other kids are going to be getting more experience and they're going to get a jump on you. And I was like, and Lauren, I'm like, I paid for four years of school. I've given you, you know, money. I've told you to save it. I told you to work during the summers and you were gallivanting all over the world with your friends. I'm not paying for this one. So I don't care. You know, I'm doing it and I'll be fine. And this, that, the other. And I was like, oh, like, okay. So. She comes back to me. I have a question to ask you. Yes. I need you to co-sign a loan for $60,000. I died. I was like, I'm sorry. For what? My master's degree needs to be from Oxford, which, by the way, happens to be where, hello, her boyfriend lives. Mm -hmm. Has to be from Oxford. That's not why it has to be from Oxford. They're the only ones that have this program in social media. And it's about the science of the social media Internet, this, that, the other, and I, you know, I, I have to have this degree, and it's sixty thousand dollars. I was like, "You're out of your mind." You can go to UCLA for eleven thousand yeah. dollars a year for two years. It's twenty two thousand, and you're a resident, and I'm sure you can get financial aid because she's she's half Latin. She's she's half Me- she's a quarter Mexican, a quarter Venezuelan, and then she's half. Um, Arab my dad was so we're, we're half siblings obviously but I'm and she's a great she's a very smart kid very. I'm like you could get aid this isn't necessary I don't care here's the best part I don't want to be mean Jill but I don't care what you say this is what I'm doing and I go well you know what dude fair enough but I'm not going to co-sign this I was like this is going to turn into $80,000 with the debt and she's doing it anyway and I looked at Heidi and I went oh my god I have done everything I can to make sure that this kid graduated from school yeah. with zero debt because I know how crippling yep. it is for people. And I was like, you know what? I, I, and, I, and I said during the summers, Lauren, uh, you know, I feel like you should be home working. I, I, she's off in China teaching English, you know, on some, and I, she's like, and it's the opportunity of a lifetime. I'm like, but you need to make money. I get that's what you want. You want to get a master's degree? I'm not paying for it. You need to be saving money cuz $40,000 is for the school, $20,000 is to live off of. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Hey, I gave you. You know, I paid all your bills and I gave you 15,000 extra dollars a year. You could have saved some of that. You didn't have to go to the Middle East. Or you didn't have to go to China. You could have come home and worked your butt off expense-free and saved this money." So you didn't have to borrow that twenty grand. I'm not bailing you out of this. You could go to school at UCLA, and I and I'm like, and I'm, it's, I'm dying inside. I'm dying because I, I know because she's, she's smart, but she's not like she's still a child. That's, but that's the key. What you she just literally said. is a child. She's twenty two. Well, that's
1: why she's a I, child. I know, I
2: know her well. She's very, very smart, but she is that smart mind who has a boyfriend, and that's maybe the oxford angle but she's still 22 and i just feel you know what you're not financing the mistake that's where i'm proud of you
0: is that you're not i'm dying inside i bet dying inside and i and you know and i'm like but the problem is that when i say she's a child i don't mean she's immature or juvenile no no. i mean she's literally 22 years old Yep, she's a child like and i and and i'm like she has no idea what it's like to, to pay your bills or to have debt she doesn't know yet And I'm like, oh, my God. And then then I'm like, oh, my God, because I paid for all of this. She's like, awesome. I'm debt free. So I have the ability to take on $80,000. And I'm like, not only did I not only did I not prevent it, I've facilitated it. I facilitated it. Because had she not, by the way, had gone to Sarah Lawrence, had she had to go to UCLA, And and she and and had to pay for some of it. She would have enough debt where she'd be like, dear God, I don't need to take on $80,000 worth of debt. I'm already in the hole. And she would have had to have done had had to have proceeded completely differently. And I'm just like, oh, this is this is my fault. No. And here I I was thinking I was a hero. And I and it's not totally my fault. But I and I look at like everything I do, like even like, for example, like with Heidi. This is the kind of woman, I'm sorry, and I know there are a lot of you out there, and I, I wish I was more like you. I, I'm Unfortunately, I'm way more like your husband. Andy, you relate to Heidi. You're going through this right now, where it's like everything is for the kids. Everything. And she feels guilty if she doesn't spend every second with them. I won't have someone else raising my children. I'm like, honey, most women work. They work, honey. They have to be at work at 9. They get home at 6. They see their kids for a frenzied hour in the morning and two frenzied hours at night. I'm like, I get four hours a day with the kids. It's like that hour in the morning and then I try to be done. You know, we try to make all everything, you know, these hard outs on everything so I can spend four to seven or five to eight with them and I get four hours and it's like, she, but because I've done this whole thing where I'm like, okay, you know, we have all this help, you don't have to, so she can have time for herself. The more time I free up for her, the more guilty she feels like she has to be a complete slave to motherhood. I think, though, what this relates to is I'm making it
2: worse. You and I have a common friend who we can't acknowledge the guy she dates or she'll keep dating those type of guys. Yes. Okay, so there's yes. our third
0: example in perfect. our life. Oh my God, that's a perfect example who shall remain nameless. She, same dude. The the guy, there's this she dates a freak and then I, we get him out of the picture, okay? Then she gets a text from another freak and I go, "Okay, bud. hey, see that text from said freak? Red flag. Here's what we do. Run the other way." Where she do sleep with them 2 days later.
2: Yes. So you got to be careful in thinking that it's so your what? fault. People are going to be who they are regardless if you finance, support, they, they are or cut them off yes they're on a trajectory on that path and they're gonna stand firm you got it no matter what what. what, yeah and so all we can do is say i'm not gonna partake in it or i don't want to hear about it or
0: i can't condone it that's the only thing you can do it is it is and i think for me i see something and i see how much it hurts people right because this i mean i'm like oh my god you're gonna be a 24 year old with eighty thousand dollars worth of debt this is gonna cripple you It's going to cripple you. And it's like, I mean, I'm like, okay, I mean, and then, and I, and I want to stop it. Right. Or I see Heidi who's just run so ragged and I, I'm like, I've given you, we have a housekeeper, a nanny and she still is like, must be with kids all the time. I'm like, put them in camp. They need to be in camp. No, my children, the Precious. I'm like, the Preciouses don't want to be with you every second of the day. The Preciouses need to get out of the house because they're driving me bonkers. And not only that, they're going bananas. They need to be around other kids. They need out of the house. My babies. I mean, it's just, it's like, it's insane. And yet she's so tired and so run ragged. And I'm like, I need your help. And all these things that are happening in our life, but you can't help me because you're so busy being like, must spend every second with the kids. I need, no, it doesn't matter. And it's the same thing. Like, you watch your friend and you watch them get just devastated. I'm fighting this evil dude in court. He stole $8,000 from me. I'm afraid to go to the courthouse. And you, I'm like, how can we prevent that? You cannot prevent it. Which Absolutely. comes back to the same thing that we always talk about is, like, helplessness. Yeah. I feel. Oh my God, I can't stand the feeling. I can't stand it. It's hard for you. I, I know hate more than the average it. person. Too. It's
2: unbearable. I know it's hard for you. It's well, how hard. do you get okay with it? You don't. You just gotta, you still have to go through the motions of saying, I won't participate in it, and that's my sanity. And then you you do go crazy. I know you. I know you lose sleep at night when you can't help. I know. And you are a rescuer and you are that person and you will see a need and you will meet it. I just can't feel powerless. I hate to feel powerless. I know you do. I know you do. It's hard. However, the thing is, is to finance or participate and support a mistake makes you feel worse that when they end up failing, then you
0: resent it. Yeah. I almost co-signed. I almost co-signed the loan and my shrink talked me out of it. Mm. He goes, good. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. He's like, this is a want for her, not a need. And this kind of entitlement, you're breeding in her. This is your fault. And now what you're going to do is cosign alone and then be resentful, which again is all your fault. And that would be a hard thing. I, I guess
2: the dialogue that I needed to have with our said common friend was to say, yeah, the one day A holes. Yep. Yep. I, I, I guess I can, all I can say is I guess I support your decision. I don't agree with it. I worry about you. I care about you. I think you make mistakes with men. But mm-hmm. I but if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. There's certain people in your life I don't want to be around because of what they're like and that's the best I can do. So I feel like I'm being supportive by being honest and saying I see your I see what you want. She's
0: gonna be- Looking for Mr. Goodbar though, dude. I mean, I really—it's getting worse and worse and worse to a degree that's scary. Like, I literally—yeah. After she got she she got this text from this guy that was like psychotic. I mean, the guy was, was very bizarre, and she's like, "Well, he's going to jail, so he's really stressed out." I'm like, <laughs> I, "I swear to God, I go, what?" And she's like, "But it's not his fault." I'm like, "Girl, listen to what you're saying right no. now." And I know this is because of an abusive relationship with her mom, so I'm like trying to this girls so smart ironically and such so a good smart. person and i and i'm like i know that she's playing and i'm like honey look this is like an abusive parent that i'm showing i'm like here's what we, you know you got to get into therapy and no what does she do buys a motorcycle and a motorhome but w- and then talks to me about money but won't get in therapy yeah i'm like sell your motorhome sell your motorcycle yeah get your ass in therapy yeah because you're gonna end up you know dead like yep. looking for mr Goodbar. yeah I mean, I just, I don't know. I guess, I guess the theme, it's like, you're right. You just got to kind of, I guess you got to kind of let, you got to let people make their own mistakes. And, and then you got to look at like why you can't. And it's about control. It is about control. Yeah, it is. It's, it's like, and I still haven't figured out, I'll be honest. I'm like, so she's got $80,000 worth of debt, but I know that I'm going to be like, I'll pay it. And then I'm like, no, you no, will not. But she keeps, like, she keeps realizing these mistakes, like, after they've been made. So, like, she wanted to go to Sarah Lawrence. We all do, though. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 how you learn. But I knew it was a mistake. So, like, with Sarah Lawrence, right? I go, Lauren, there are no grades. They have no grades and no majors. No, you don't understand and the network and no, 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 blah, blah, blah. Then she comes back to me and tells me the reason she needs a master's degree is because she has no major. I I was like, you little shit. I told you this is why you can't go to this school. Now you're telling me this is why you need to... to oh, my God. I just... Okay.
2: But I guess we... When I look back at my own life, oh my God, I, guess, I guess I learned the most from the times that I had to hit the proverbial bottom and learn from there. Yeah. Because if it, I was averted every time, I wouldn't have learned a lesson or no, grown the nads right. to be able to have better judgment. And sadly, if that ends up her, being her $80,000 lesson... That's what it's going to cost for her to learn. If this is a lesson for her to learn,
1: right? And she'll that's do in it the anyway. Of things is not. It's not the end of the world. It's just so much money, dude. It is the student it is, loan but, thing is major. Now, will she get it without your co-signing?
0: People. Yeah, I'm sure she will, and she she'll do it in installments. Like I heard that she can get like a twenty, and then a third. Oh, I just want to die. Has
1: Has anyone mm-hmm. who's providing her the loan, like, really explained to her what
0: her payback? responsibilities no are going to be, she won't discuss it with me. And I, I don't think she cares. I love about you, that. but I'm not discussing, it. but this I with mean, she doesn't want, you know, it was like, you can sign it or I'm not talking to you about it. And I was like, all right, what are you going to do, dude? What am I going to do? I feel like I, life is amazing. Like I have two grown children. I have my brother and my sister, I really do. And I don't mean, I'm not saying children as in, like, they're, they behave like children. I just mean I literally have become the parent that they rebel against because there's no one else there to push up against. Mm-hmm. You know, when my brother has a party they shouldn't be having, it was at my house. Yeah, you're the sounding board. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm the one. It's like when this stuff happens, I don't know. I just, I guess I just feel like, you know, stop. Stop. So, like, if if you're engaging in this pattern with people where you're trying to get them to, you're trying to, you know, run interference or stop something from happening or save somebody from a bad behavior, unless it's killing them, like, and you can do an intervention, like, Mm -hmm. with an alcoholic or whatever, stop it. It's not going to work anyway. They're just going to make their mistakes, and it's just going to create tension. It's just going to hurt your relationship with them, and you're just going to feel, you know, deal with your own issues about why you need to stop it, which I'm trying to figure out right now. Well said. Mhm. <sighs> All right. So check this out. People often ask me how they can burn more calories throughout their day. And they think it's silly things like just taking the stairs. And while that certainly doesn't hurt, it's certainly not a solution. And it will make an extremely negligible impact on your calorie burn. But standing instead of sitting is huge. You will burn one and a half times the calories when you stand instead of sit. And it's so much better for your posture. And this is why we are talking about Very Desk, who is our new sponsor. I love them so much. And basically, these guys will ship you a desk that's totally adjustable. It's an adjustable standing desk, and it sits on top of your existing furniture. So you don't have to throw away your desk. It doesn't cost a fortune. Models start at $275. And literally, this would be the equivalent. Just replacing four hours of sitting with four hours of standing to 130 additional calories per day. That's a big deal. That's a huge difference so this is an affordable and efficient way to retrofit your desk to a stand up desk just visit verydesk.com for more information and that's v-a-r-i-d-e-s-k dot c-o-m i have one love it love it Okay, I love this new sponsor, Plated.com. Here's how it works. If you love to cook but aren't that great at it, or you love to cook but you don't have a ton of time, these guys have you covered. They have gourmet meals that are healthy and delicious. You can choose from any recipe you like, and once you do, they will deliver all of those ingredients pre-measured right to your door whenever you want. And even if you're not home to get the delivery, the box will keep everything fresh and cool until midnight on the day it arrives, even when it's warm outside. So, all you have to do is go to Plated.com forward slash Jillian now, check it out, and you'll get free shipping with your first order. Again, chef-quality gourmet healthy meals of your choosing, delivered straight to your door, all the ingredients, 30 minutes or less to prepare. What are you waiting for? As I said, free shipping with the first order. That's Plated.com forward slash Jillian. Jillian, we
1: have a very exciting guest with us today. I know
0: exactly who's here with us today.
1: Dr. Michelle Borba. She's an educational psychologist. She's the author of the big book of parenting solutions. Incredible book, by the way. A must-have moms and dads. And Dr. Borba, I can't believe that this is right. Is this a typo? You've been on the Today Show 130 times. Think of those airline miles. Holy cow.
3: That is incredible. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It's always fun. Oh my gosh! And so you've
1: worked with over a million educators and parents on five continents. I mean, to say you, that you're yeah. an expert is an understatement. <laughs> understatement.
0: <laughs> go to your wizard word. Right, so, a wizard. She's a wizard on, on many so different today, topics. Today, we'll, uh, yeah. Today,
1: go ahead. Kittle. We're going to be talking about child bullying.
0: Now, this is a big deal. And uh, first of all, I'm going to I'm going to throw this out right now. Um, and I'll give you guys the information again. But you can follow Dr. Borba. Du- I'm sorry, Dr. Borba. I'm gonna fix it. You can follow Dr. Borba on Twitter at Michelle Borba B-O-R-B-A. She also has MichelleBorba.com, and she's got a new book coming out next year in May called "The Unselfie." Oh, oh, oh boy, the surprising <laughs> role of empathy in preparing children for happiness and success. So bullying. This is major. I mean, we we've. This is a Big buzzword right now. Kids are killing themselves because they're being so bullied and brutalized in school. So, I mean, Doctor Borba, tell tell us. Let's just. I think we all have a, a, a grasp of what bullying is, but can you give us kind of the what's the legit definition here? How deep and broad does this go?
3: Oh, number one, I'm so glad you asked what is the definition because everybody has a different connotation of it. And the first step to turning this around is getting on board together and knowing what it is. So here is the established definition from the U.S. Office of Education and the best experts in the world. First, it's always intentional mean behavior. It's not an accident. This is one child who's consciously, deliberately causing another kid pain. Second, it's always a power imbalance. It's two kids or three or four, but the child who's being victimized cannot hold their own via size, power, status. And the other thing that's kind of important to know, it's just usually repeated. So if it doesn't stop the first time, it continues. You put all of those three traits together. That's what bullying is, and it's far different than teasing.
0: Okay, now I, I was bullied as a kid, and it, it happened at a very particular time. It was junior high. And, um, I'm wondering, and I thought I was alone with it, right? I was an overweight kid yeah. and I was like, it's just yeah. me. I'm the school loser. And I didn't realize how big, as I've gotten older, I start to see, you know, everyone from close friends, massive celebrities, Tom Cruise coming out and talking about how, how big of a problem is this really? Cause then we go, Oh, it's the transgender teens. They're the ones that are, yeah. Oh, it's the, but it's, it's much bigger than that. No. It, it,
3: you're right. It's what the, we now know is about a third of kids are bullied repeatedly at school. Oh now God. unfortunately, that stat varies by who does the statistic and who's, who's measuring it. You also hit on something. You said middle school, and that's when bullying peaks. You oh. also said overweight. That's one of the other categories. We now know who on the spectrum is most likely to be bullied, overweight, transgender kids on the autism spectrum, There are certain children who are more likely to be victimized, but across the board, it can happen to anyone and anybody. And what we all need to do as a group of adults is realize the key, bullying is a learned behavior. If it's learned, it can be unlearned. Bullying is also situational. It doesn't happen every place on the school ground. Bullies are very cunning and manipulative. They pick their targets, and they pick where and when. So the key question, if you think your child is being bullied, stay calm. Oh, my God, you want to kill the kid, but stay you do. calm. God, you do. And then your next say is ah. Oh. Where did it happen and when? And you will get an amazing bit of information because it usually happens in places that are least likely to be adult supervised. For instance, 43% of kids on school grounds are bullied in bathrooms. Why? Very rarely is there an adult there. Backs of school buses, you can't see them. Fringes of the playgrounds, hallways. So you, if you know and you ask your child, where do you feel safest at school? Where do you feel least safe? You'll get a key index of, Where's the bullying usually happening? And then you can create a safety plan of where to avoid spots or who to walk with. It's an amazing, just simple little question that'll help you as the parent.
0: That's so interesting. Uh-huh. I never really realized that because I used to spend in junior high, I would have lunch in my teacher's classroom, Mrs. Cronstadt. Uh-huh. And I was uh-huh. dude, I didn't even go. I didn't even venture onto the quad.
3: Well, you know what? And unfortunately, that happens with so many kids. Cafeterias are a hot button issue of exclusion. So you can also ask your child, from any age, draw a map of either the playground or the cafeteria, and then you say, "Where do you sit? Who next?" Ah. Where do the friends sit around you? What you'll see is, does he have any support system, or is this child sitting or playing all by himself? Many high school kids tell me, I- I've done focus groups with hundreds of kids all over the world asking them about bullying. And if I'm in Colombia versus Taipei versus the United States, I get the same stuff from every child. The place where kids say they feel safest at school is a library. And I say, why? And the kids say, well, first of all, it's quiet so you can breathe. Second of all, librarians are usually strict, so they watch you. And third is, bullies usually don't read, so they don't come in there. Wow. So I'm like, oh, my God, they nailed it. One, two, three.
0: Oh, my. Now, you have, Autumn has a list of questions for me. And this one, you know, some are so obvious to me. This one is not so obvious. How do I know if my child is bullied? But this goes along with, why don't kids tell if they're bullied? So yeah. are, I, are, what I, I told my mom. I'm, so this is surprising to me. Do, are kids ashamed of this, or are yes, they not and saying you are,
3: something? First of all, I love that you said this, that you told your mother, because it's rare that children do. In really? fact, by around the third grade, they stop telling, which is the first thing is when parents say, but well, I can't believe it, he never told me. Don't expect if a child isn't saying they're bullied that they're not. Why? Good question. Kids say, here's the four top reasons. First, embarrassment or humiliation. So If you don't have a relationship with the parent, you're going to have a problem. Many kids also say, my, the adult didn't believe me. For gosh sake, please believe your child. Listen to them and say, oh. Or the other thing that the kids say is, I'm fearful of retaliation, and that's a huge legitimate concern. Okay. If I tell my mom, I tell my dad, he's going to call the bully's parents. It's only going to make things worse, and sometimes it does. And the final thing that's really interesting is that kids say that advice we told them is ineffective, which means we need to get educated. Don't worry about it. It'll get better tomorrow is one thing we tell a lot of kids, and it rarely does, because bullying is repeated. So your next question is, how do you know? What you're looking for is a change in your child's behavior that usually lasts, and Uh it doesn't mean that it could be bullying. It could be anything like stress. Depression. Depression, But it means if there's a lasting change that's different <clears throat> from your child's norm, lasts every day for at least two weeks, something is hugely wrong and you need to look into it. Or you watch your child in front of the computer and all of a sudden you see knee-jerk reactions when a text comes in. He covers it up or he pulls the plug. Any of those could be something is going on. You watch the child run home from school. What does he do? He immediately goes to the kitchen and tries to eat something. Boys, a lot of times, he's not eating. Oh, my God, that's exactly what I did. Yeah. I was was part depression, though, too. But, yeah. yeah, they run home and use the bathroom because they're afraid to use the school restroom. You're looking for changes in kids' behavior or a switch. All of a sudden, he doesn't want to leave your site. He changes a different route going to school. Watch him if you drop him off. Which way does he go into the school? And he used to walk in the front corridor. Now he's going all the way around. There's certain things that we overlook. If you really know your child, you begin to see the signs, and they start adding up that something's not right.
0: Now, th- this question, I personally would love an answer to because I know I-, I don't handle this well, and I remember my mom tried to handle this for me, and it's and it didn't go well for her. And it was if I if I find out my child's bullied you know what do i do and my mom contacted the school and they denied it was happening this was a high end private school and she yeah. just ended pull- ended up pulling me out and putting me in in public school and i you know it was it was i was the quote loser but i wasn't as a, yeah. being aggressively bullied and then with my kid when i started to hear stuff and i again they're in this high end private school that's super PC and it's like I got to a point where I was like if that kid touches you one more time knock his socks off and my partner was like do not say that honey and I was like no enough I'm like it's self-defense I'm sick of this and I told the teachers I was like dude step in step in and the schools don't seem to do much what do you do as a parent well as
3: a parent first of all the first thing you do above all else is immediately After the end of this podcast, (laughs) go on to your school's website and look to see something. Do they have a policy of bullying? Do they have a report form? Do they have something that's clearly an anti-bullying policy? Fifty states have now regulated that
0: that school has to have a policy. If they don't, you should be concerned. Oh, wow. Okay. I had no idea. All right. And so you should, so once you know the policy, then you should get a plan together then with the school. you can do
3: something about it. Most schools should have a place that if your child is bullied, there are steps that are regulated. Here's what to do. Or ideally, we learned this. I spent a lot of time, unfortunately, working in schools with school shootings. And what we discovered is that the, and by the way, one of the biggest causes we're doing oh, is God. that when we track kids who were school shooters, Almost all of them had repeatedly, unmercifully been bullied from a long haul and nobody's stepping in. At one point, Uh, what happens to a child who's bullied is they flip their roles and become the bully. 13% of kids flip roles. Now, what do you do if nobody's doing anything about it? First, form a support group of like-minded parents and go in so you're not alone. Go in and say, hey, let's do something about it. You can also check your state regulations. I'm in California, the U.S. Office of Education says across the board, here's what to do. But you can also go to each one of your states and look up the Office of Education for the state, print it off, and say, hey, this is what's supposed to happen. These are the regs in our particular state. Why isn't it? Now, there could be that there are policies going, and it's clearly there in the school, in which case you just need to get educated and say, okay, my child is bullied." or bullied, what do I do? And what are the premise? Go in there? Always calmly. That's the hard start. But oh, going in calmly. Oh, that is and the hard part. Say, yep. Yep. If you can, you bring in evidence. Because the problem is, remember, bullying happens eighty five percent of the time when an adult isn't present. Chances are the teacher isn't aware of it because the teacher's not seeing it. Mm -hmm. If you can find another child who can vouch for your kid, if you can find something that's any kind of an evidence, you bring it in. If you can't, then you track it. Here are the actual dates and here are the times, and you bring in the calendar. And then you say, what can we do together to make this work so my child feels safe? Start the we dialogue and watch to see what they do. If they don't go do anything, most schools will, but if they don't, then you go up the ladder. You go from the teacher to the principal, the principal to the district office, the district office, you go up to the California State Department.
0: Oh, I love that. Now, this is a, this is, you've you've answered a lot of these questions for me. I have kind of a personal question from a personal observation. And my mom got me into martial arts when I was about 12. And I didn't get particularly good at it for, or or even uh, slightly competent in it for at least a year and a half. But when I was about 13 and a half, I had this blue belt test and I had to break these two boards with a sidekick and I did. And let me tell you, I walked into, I think it was eighth grade or whatever it was the next day. And I was like, let's go. And I just, I was ready to fight. I had had it. And I will tell you the oddest thing happened. No one picked on me and they never really picked on me Again. Do you think that part of it is the way that we are carrying ourselves? I often oh, I wondered lie. if it was that. You just the textbook example for all of this stuff.
3: <laughs> yes! <laughs> they actually done this. On, uh, this is an amazing study with Deborah Pepler and Wendy Craig. They spent hours and hours and hours videoing kids out on the playground. Then they'd review the tapes, and what they were trying to figure out is, which kids were most likely to be bullied? Not they couldn't hear what they were saying, but they discovered a commonality. One of the highest correlations is a kid who looks vulnerable. Mm. Uh, by the way, they've done the same thing. They've actually put videotapes of women uh, up in uh, to wow. prisoners who were predators or rapists. Just images of the women going across and asking predators, which one would you have picked on? Voila, each one. Why? Because she looked vulnerable. Ugh. What you looked before was vulnerable. What you just said after was you were confident. So it the was. first step that I teach kids is always hold your head up. And I teach... Starting at two and three, little teeny ones, always look at the color of the talker's eyes. Why? Because if you hold your head up and you look at the color of the talker's eyes, you're not thinking, I need to look strong, because you can't do that as a child when you're just in meltdown mode. But instead, you automatically get into the habit of looking at the color of the talker's eyes that makes your whole body look stronger. Key one is helping kids have strong body language. That confidence really gets off and makes you appear less vulnerable, so you're less likely to be targeted. There's no guarantee, but what happened to you is very true for what the research says.
0: So you really have to kind of empower your kids with these kinds of body language techniques... And and what do you think about getting them in martial arts? Or is that like, what are your thoughts? No, if it helps,
3: look, if it helps, what you're looking for is a confidence booster for any kid anyway. For some kids, martial arts is going to be fabulous. For another kid, horseback riding, believe it or not, is going to, oh, because I'm good at it. Now look at me riding a horse because they have that sense of confidence and true self-esteem. I don't care what it is. Find some way to empower your child. And second of all, empower your child with strong body language. I teach calm. i taught kids hundreds and hundreds of strategies, but I always say at the end of it, which strategy helps? And they say, hands down, calm. C-A-L-M. C is if you're picked on. And we start by teaching your kid when you're teased, not bullied. Because teasing means you can hold your own and tell your friend, Stop it or cut it out. It's okay. real hard to do that face-to-face with a bully. So start by helping kids, even uh, siblings. By the way, si- <laughs> bullying in siblings oh. is a huge issue. Oh. So stay, yeah. stay cool <laughs> is the C, because you want to stay cool. If you look upset, you whine, you punt, you cry. Bullies win because they it. want power. Got it. A is to learn to assert yourself. Teach your kid one comeback line. Cut it out. Stop it. Get real. I don't care, but it's simple with a period. That's it. L is look the kid in the eye. At least hold your head up. And M is make your voice sound like you mean it. Be firm. Be strong. Listen to my voice. Cut it out. Now listen. Cut it out. Which one do you think that kid's going to listen to? So you're really teaching social-emotional skills to your kid. And those skills are going to help your child anywhere and anytime, including the workplace later on.
0: Okay, I know I know you have to go. Last question, and I, I know this is probably a, a broader question or, or it goes beyond just a couple of minutes, but I, I can't help but ask it. And I, I think we all are like, oh, my kid's bullied, my kid's bullied, my kid's bullied. But no one ever says, my kid's the bully. Um, yeah. and I mean, it, it someone's kid's the fricking bully. So what do you do if your your kid is the bully? I mean, no one wants to hear that about their kid. I mean, yeah. I, I watch my kids pretty darn closely, especially because they do bully one another and I really stop it instantaneously. And I explain, you know, Hey, you know, how would you feel if someone did that to you? Apologize. But what do you, I'm not a doctor like you are. I mean, what are you supposed to do if your kid is the bully? No one wants to hear that. Well,
3: First of all, if you acknowledge that your child is a bully, you immediately take yourself off for a spa treatment because it's the (laughs) hardest thing (laughs) in the world to finally say to yourself, hey, something's not right with my child. I honor that person for saying it. Second of all, don't wait because bullying becomes an entrenched habit. The sooner you can stop it, the better because it's learned. Now what do you do? You go to the school and you find, ideally not necessarily the teacher, But a counselor, a psychologist, a social worker, why? Because they're trained in affective education and social skills. Now, the first thing is everybody's going to go, what's the skill my child needs? And that's the problem. There is no cookie-cutter approach to saying, my child is a bully, therefore do this. Your key that you want to do is dig deeper and say to yourself, what is motivating his behavior? Is he right. bullying because right. he needs attention? He has low self-esteem. He can't. He has no impulse control or he lacks empathy. He's doing it to protect himself. What's the reason? It could be all of the above. Right. Once you know the reason, I guarantee there is a strategy, there's a behavior intervention plan that you can immediately apply to it and teach him how to replace the aggression with a more pro-social behavior. Takes a while. New behaviors take around 21 days of repetition. So don't go saying, "Okay, no problem." The longer he's doing it, the harder it's going to be. You monitor the child. You let him know that you're watching him. But for heaven's sakes, also give him opportunities to do good, so he sees himself as a good-hearted, caring person, and he'll begin to change his identity structure. And then he's got a new way of behaving. And what you'll have is a child who now is going to be less likely to use that behavior. And more likely to be empathetic with other kids.
0: That's so interesting because that's some of the same advice I've been given on sibling rivalry. It's like, well, yeah. are they competing? You know, for attention? Are they feeling you know insecure? They're little, so they're being impulsive. You know, and then how can you reward them when they're kind to each other? It's oh my gosh. So you know, I'm getting it. I'm not getting it on the schoolyard yet, from but they are doing it to each other and this. It's yep. it, it, these little things that you've been saying that we've been trying to do have, have really been helping. Um, Dr. Borba, I know we need to let you go, so I, I cannot thank you enough. I, Everyone out there, get... Her book, the big book of parenting solutions. It's invaluable. You can follow her on Twitter at Michelle Borba. You can go to her website, www.michelleborba.com and I cannot wait for the new book, The Unselfie oh, Dear God. Is that are we ready for that? So thank you so much. And I, I hope we get welcome. to have you back. I, I'm so sorry oh, we were a few anytime. minutes late. It no, was no. Uh, it was I was doing a segment with Dr. Mom, everybody, and, and we ran a little long. What a surprise prize. So thank you so, so much. And please get back to your book. I can't wait to read it. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. You know what? Honestly, it's funny because you don't ever want to think your kid's the bully, but when you hear what might make a kid a bully, yeah. can I look at my kid and I go, They're, they have impulse control. They're little, are you kidding me? They feel insecure. Are you kidding me? They want attention. It all makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, when you look at that, it's not because your kid's a bad person. No, it's just exerting out what they need in the wrong way. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that.
2: I, love, I love that too. And you know what I found interesting though, is that the parents of the bully, you know, those are the people that I always wanted to go to when Jack had his little incident at his old school oh. last year, mm-hmm. I blamed the parents and I kind of waited around for them almost like they knew or sent their kid like, off and they might 40, yeah, right? uh, like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go off. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Do you but, remember you that know, Yes, I remember yeah. very well. And, you know, the parents ended up being very nice. And so they didn't know. What do you do? You got to educate.
0: Use the system. It's hard. Dude. So hard. It's hard. And I think also it's hard for people to look at because I remember there was this, um, there was this mom, this reality uh, TV show. It was like a housewives thing, right? And I don't, I don't watch the housewives and everyone's going, sure you don't. I, I really don't. I, I would be honest if I did, but I, she called her kids, I guess, I'll believe this, but ass. I don't know the context, but I, and I heard her and everyone went crazy. Right. And they were, she was like, well, they were acting like little assholes. And I was like, come on, everybody from time to time was like, oh my God, they're being such, you know, X, Y, or Z kids are human. They're not little angels. They're little mini human beings with egos that haven't been socialized with, you know, with impulse control. Like they have to be taught empathy, kindness. These are, they're little raw human beings. And it doesn't mean they're, they're not angels as in perfect sweet little angels they're little people and they've got all the same propensities towards aggression and kindness and love like everybody else well look at our look at our uh, Disneyland
2: incident with Jack pulling pants down he had, <laughs> had his pants pulled down the day before we and did a he, whole segment on that right and he oh executed it on you because he you. felt oh. and then he said later well she was teasing me and we were like well Jack you guys always tease each other that's your relationship That's the relationship you and Jill have. You have fun with each other, and you took it to another level. Now he's in trouble, and he had had someone do it to him the day before, and it became this thing, and everyone was acting out things in the moment. But, you know, sometimes you don't have time to psychoanalyze it really deeply, but it seemed pretty vending machine. He got his passport down. He took the information the next day of the best place in the world, Disneyland. Disneyland. Where are the cameras?
0: (laughs) Where Where were the cameras? Look, it's Mickey and Jill Michaels. But, yeah. Well, we can end on that.